0: welcome to another episode of let's chat reality i'm michael
1: and i'm molly
0: and today we are going to discuss the squid game the challenge which is the new spinoff show of one of netflix's biggest shows ever squid games from a few years ago they came out um, just a few weeks ago with the reality tv competition version of the show And that just ended last week, so we are going to delve all into that and give our thoughts on everything with that. But first, before we delve into that, we are going to go into some news from the week. So to start, and this is something that we've both been looking forward to for a long time now, ever since the cast was announced and it began filming, The Traders Season 2 trailer is finally here. We have a premiere date, January 12th. So just right around the corner, really. And the, uh, well, the cast was already officially announced, but we now have some footage from the season. We've heard some uh, changes that are going to be made to Season 2. First and foremost, as we know, this is an all-reality TV uh, cast I don't know if I'm explaining that right, but all former and current reality stars, rather than the uh, you know half reality stars, half civilians uh, format of last season. We also have a weekly release of episodes this year, so the first three episodes are going to drop on January 12th, followed by one episode weekly after that. They've also added an after show, uh, The Treators Postmortem, which will drop um, along with each episode, and Uh, I believe interviewing the eliminated contestants from that week and uh, showing some uh, deleted scenes and just kind of going into a little more explanation of, you know, everything that happened that episode. And there's also some changes to the format. So the challenges are apparently going to mean more this time. Um, They've changed how um, players will obtain the life shields and... um, just making some little tweaks here and there like that. So Molly, what are your thoughts? Are you excited for it to start?
1: Yeah, I am super excited. I think all of those changes were really good changes that they made for the show for this season. So I mean, of course, like from the first season, they're going to learn and understand like what the kind of the format should be or like can always evolve from that. So I'm really glad that they decided to make those changes. And like, those were actual things that, should be made um so that's exciting and this the cast overall we're obviously we're excited about from the start so now just like seeing that the trailer has come out and that we have the release date that's coming up so soon like it just makes it even more real now like we already knew it was coming but now it feels even more real which is exciting
0: i know i, I we were talking about this right before we started recording i have not been this excited for a show in I can't even remember how long I cannot wait for it this cast is just so insane it's the biggest names from all the shows they pulled from that are some of the biggest shows it's incredible how they've gotten so many of them all in one season together and it's just such like this Dream mashup thing that you never thought would happen never thought I'd see people like Parvati and Janelle and Dan Giesling and Sandra and um, you know on the same show as people like Tamara and Phaedra and <laughs> Pilot Pete and, and <laughs> Fergie from Love Island like it's just such a weird combination of people that is so exciting to, to see all, all together um but yeah i agree i think all of these changes they've made it's exactly what i think a lot of fans of season one were asking for i think the biggest thing format wise was just that the challenges didn't matter and i remember when we were watching it molly like we would watch every episode together and we were like oh can we just fast forward through the challenges because the show is so good but the challenges don't mean anything because i don't care how much prize money the winner gets like that doesn't affect my enjoyment of watching and so now that there's going to be kind of this decision to be made for everybody in each challenge of do I go for the life shield which will save me personally from being killed that week potentially or do I help the team win money and so I think that decision that everyone will have in I assume every challenge is going to make them so much more interesting um because you know people compare it to a show like the mall where you know there's Uh, that same type of decision where you're kind of looking out for people and you challenge to see if someone can sabotage because everybody has the same goal here there wasn't that tension that uh, you know that excitement in the challenges so this kind of gives it that similar feel so really excited for that Um, another show that was announced this week was Vanderpump Villa which was Announced right around the time of Scandaval, I believe, originally, um, that Hulu announced that they were starting this new show with Lisa Vanderpump. Um, Kind of a mashup between Vanderpump Rules and Below Deck. Um, It sounds like this cast of 12 people will be living in a house in um, France, I believe. And they'll be, uh, you know, catering to... um, two different guests that come in for the day and they'll be serving them and um, they'll be you know, living there for a few days, I believe. And so they'll, um, the show will kind of follow the interpersonal drama between the cast that are all living together for this time and working together and also catering to the needs of their guests. So very similar to Below Deck. Uh, is that something that sounds like something you'd be interested in watching, Molly? What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I definitely want to watch. I feel like I remember seeing them post about like, oh, casting for Vanderpump, Villa. Um, and it seemed like a cool opportunity for people to get on. So I'm sure like whoever they casted, like is going to be good to watch or I hope at least. So I'm excited for that just to see what that's going to be like, because now that I'm into the, the Vanderpump stuff, I feel like I mean, it's different, obviously, but I'm excited to see it.
0: Yeah, no, I always really like shows when they all live together just because I feel like the fact that they can just kind of put the surveillance cameras up 24-7 makes it feel a lot more authentic to me rather than like, okay, we're filming these hours, these days, like there's a camera crew right in front of you. And I always feel like with those shows, it's a little bit harder for people to like really be themselves versus when, you know, it shows like the real world back in the day or Big Brother or, uh, you know, Below Deck it's these shows where because they're all living together they can put up those cameras where even if they're not filming you know with a ca- actual camera crew they can still catch those really authentic real moments when they just forget the cameras are there so i assume that that will be kind of this type of show and um that's exciting so yeah they announced the cast i mean it's hard to tell we haven't seen anything of that we haven't really heard from them or seen of any footage from the show just pictures of the cast so far and there's no premiere date quite yet, but it will be 2024 on Hulu. So we'll be looking out for updates on that. Um, another trailer that we got this week. Um, I feel like we are it's that time of year where we're getting a lot of trailers for shows that are starting up at the start of the new year. Um, and one that is coming is RuPaul's Drag Race. So season 16 trailer premiered. Um, the new season starts January 5th. And the biggest update that we got um, is that they are back to 90 minute episodes. This was a very controversial change last year um, when they moved over to MTV that they went back to just one-hour episodes in order to make room for the uh, Real Friends of WeHo show that (laughs) I discussed last week as probably the worst show I had the displeasure of watching this last year. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That was a very controversial move that uh, people were very upset about, the fact that it um, cut into the time of RuPaul's Drag Race and um, the usual after show that, um, Untucked, that is a 30-minute you know, show that comes on right after RuPaul's Drag Race that I believe moved to just um, Paramount Plus last year. But it's back on MTV now, and the uh, regular episodes are also back to 90 minutes. So I'm sure many people are excited about that. And um yeah, the new season starts pretty soon. I don't know. Have you ever watched RuPaul's Drag Race at online?
1: I haven't really um I mean I've seen like clips here and there but I haven't ever watched the full season um but I know people who are very into RuPaul's Drag Race which I haven't gotten into it but maybe maybe this season I will um but I know that I feel like the 90 minute episodes definitely is good because of like just you get to see more in an episode um especially when there's competitions and other stuff happening like if it's just 60 minutes like i feel like there's not enough time to really get a feel for everything that's going down in a season um for especially for Race. so i feel like that's going to be very good that they're going back to 90 minutes
0: i totally agree i think especially in the early days of shows like this where there's you know 16 people to mm-hmm. keep track of um six, 60 minutes isn't enough to really get to know all of them and so you know once you're down to a smaller group maybe an hour is enough to um for that but especially in like the first half of the season it was kind of backwards last year i believe they eventually went back to 90 minutes but it was in the end of the season when they really almost didn't need it to be that long um so you know especially in the first few episodes it's definitely needed to have 90 minutes so i'm really glad that they're back to that and i think it will certainly improve the season um so i'm excited for that next we have um a couple of uh stories from the bravo verse um first is that uh brandy glanville who um filmed the most well season four which was supposed to be season four of real housewives ultimate girls trip um and of course during filming um there was some accusations uh from caroline manzo uh, who was also filming that season from real houses in new jersey that um brandy drunkenly um sexually i won't say sexually assaulted but um you know and it was inappropriate with her and made her feel uncomfortable they were both sent home right before the season ended filming and because of that that filmed almost a year ago we haven't seen the season yet they decided to bump up uh, what was supposed to be season five, which is currently airing right now as season four of Ultimate Girls Trip. Um, so we don't know still if we're ever going to see um, the Morocco season. But Brandy is now in the last couple days, finally really speaking out about all of this and her feelings about it. Um, she's been very kind of vague about it um, until now, but um, she has been tweeting quite a bit lately and or xing i don't know what it's called (laughs) (laughs) um but basically the big gist of what she's been saying is that bravo has really um been encouraging you know during while they were filming this that they were encouraging her to drink an excessive amount um which ultimately likely led to the events that caused them her to be sent home along with caroline um, And I guess the question here, because I know Molly, you're not super familiar with the whole situation, but if they're encouraging this heavy drinking, is it the producer's fault, or you know, are the producers to blame at all for what happens then, or is it on Brandy to say, you know, hey, you might be encouraging this, but I don't feel comfortable. I need to stop drinking. You know, is it on her or is it you know are the producers to blame as well?
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's good, like it's kind of self control in a way. Like, yes, the producers are like giving alcohol or like you know all that stuff, but I don't know if they're like forced be like forced drinking them, or having them force is I don't know how to say that. You know, like yeah, like they're not feeding them the into alcohol. The alcohol. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Like I feel like it's obviously not great on either end of that, but um I don't know if it's like just the producers to blame also with that because obviously like it's her choice to be drinking or it's anyone's choice to be drinking. Like they can stop whenever. Also, another end of that though is like when you are drinking like sometimes there is a point where you don't really remember what's going on so i feel like it got if they got to like that point then the producers could step in and be like okay like stop like drink water and like which they might have done which we don't i don't know but Mm -hmm. like if it gets to that point of it like then that's not good if they're still giving them alcohol um but i don't think it was that situation like i think it was more just like okay like have fun drink and like limit yourself if you need to um but yeah so you might have more insight into that though
0: (laughs) yeah no and and look they've already changed their policies you know Mm -hmm. in the past couple of months since this was filmed um you know where production companies like we talked about now have to you know jot down like you know every time that they have a drink and they have to really keep much more detailed i guess notes on all of that so um and, and I'm I'm not entirely sure if there's an actual, like, drink limit or if they're just having to, you know, track it uh, more closely. But, yeah, I I agree. I mean, I think that Brandy is usually the type, actually, to kind of own her behavior like that and not blame producers. So this felt a little bit out of character, almost, for her to say things like this, because I feel like she's criticized people in the past for doing that. Um, And she even said in one virtue, it's like, you know, producers may not be actually like, you know, shoving the drinks down our throat, but they certainly encourage it. And it's like, well, yeah, we know that. Like, that's not new information that producers like when cast members are a little bit drunk and, you know, a little bit having that liquid courage to say things and, you know, do things that they might not do otherwise. Uh, That's good for the show, of course. And I think it is up to the people to say, like, you know hey, I don't, I, I need to stop. Like, you know, I'm getting too drunk here and I'm not going to be able to control what I do. You know, like, if you don't feel like you can do that, maybe being on a show at that time isn't the best thing for you. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I do think that it's kind of really up to them to, to control their own drinking to a certain extent but yeah i mean i i I see what you're saying if producers see that somebody's getting really out of control they should then kind of say okay let's stop like you you know we only need to get you to a certain point (laughs) like let's not go too far here um and they always you know if they're going to even have one single drop of alcohol they do not let them drive so that's that i know that's a thing for at least bravo and i'm sure other shows as well so um you know that's not a concern here either but um yeah i you know i don't know i i always feel like people need to kind of take more responsibility for their own actions on shows like this but hey um in a similar situation though um we have a situation on married to medicine um, which is a show that I'm not sure we've ever talked about here, but um, Quad Webb, who's a cast member on that show, um, did an interview this week where, um, well, just for some backstory here. On this season, um, so Quad was on the show since the beginning. This is, They're on season 10 now. The show's been going for a really long time. And she was originally married to a doctor when she was on it, hence married to medicine. Um, and they got divorced a few years back. Um, her husband had not been on the show in years, since they got divorced. Now, he, he is back on the show this season, along with his new wife. Um, and Quad is claiming now, in an interview, that producers never told her that they were going to uh, bring her husband back on the show and, and his new wife. Um, she was blindsided by that. So. Molly, do you think that it sounds I know I know again, you don't know the situation, but um, you know, they certainly don't get along, and they had not spoken in years. So should they have given her a heads up or is part of the I don't know the fun of it, but um <laughs> part of the appeal to get her like organic, surprised reaction to like to seeing him and having to interact with her, like, do you think that is going too far or or is that fair?
1: yeah i mean obviously that's gonna make for really good tv for what they did um so they obviously wanted that to be the case of them just her not knowing um like on a mental like a just emotional standpoint like i feel like that's not the best situation like you know like for her own mental health in that way um it's better if she was able to prepare at least a little bit into knowing like that's gonna happen um but I don't think they did anything wrong necessarily like it wasn't like great obviously um but like I don't know if it's like I I don't know it's just they're on the same show or she's on the show like he's on the show like it's like kind of like it could could happen it's not like it's totally out of the question so that's just interesting though because I i didn't ever i haven't watched that show before but now i'm like curious to what's gonna go down
0: (laughs) yeah so the season is currently ongoing um so yeah i agree i think that probably they should i mean just because she's been on for so long like i think if she was a newer cast member maybe like i i would be more like yeah they don't necessarily need to give her a heads up but I guess just because like she's been doing this for ten years and I'm sure she has like close relationships with those producers where I'm like, if I was in her shoes, I don't I was be like, ooh, I don't know that I can trust any of the producers anymore that just blindsided me with this. Like I feel like that would almost like break a certain level of trust that you need to have with your producer to like really feel like you can open up to them and like I don't know. I just don't know if I were her if I would like be able to still do the show in the same way and have that same level of trust that you kind of need i don't know
1: yeah that's a good point i forgot about like the like how close that they get with Mm -hmm. their producers um so if they were if there's like certain people that like kind of like i guess in a way like backstabbed her Mm -hmm. by not telling her like she would be really upset based on that um but maybe she can go over. maybe they'll like be like oh like this wasn't our say necessarily I mean obviously it probably was but like you know like they they might be able Mm -hmm. to get past it yeah um but yeah that's definitely an interesting one
0: (laughs) yeah um and lastly uh this is a very sad story that you know don't have much to say about it necessarily uh, you know other than that let go out to them um but uh Derek Huff's wife Haley Herbert um is uh will need to have skull, a skull implant after um, a craniectomy surgery um, that she had and for an emergency situation recently. Um, So it was very scary. It was apparently just right after the Dancing with the Stars finale that this happened. Um, I believe it sounds like the surgery went as well as it could and that she's recovering. Um, so that's great to hear, but yeah, just really, really sad situation, um, especially around the holiday time. So.
1: Yeah, I know I was seeing the videos and it's really sad, um, but I mean, she was walking, which I feel like is a good step of recovery. So we'll see. Hopefully she has the full speedy recovery.
0: Yeah. And it sounds like she's going to have to have another surgery um, in a few weeks. So um, hopefully that goes well also but yeah very sad um anyways moving on from the news let's start talking squid games are you ready
1: yes all
0: right um so squid games was um originally a scripted show on netflix uh, a few years back and became one of the biggest shows on netflix uh of all time and now it was announced years ago that they were planning to do a reality competition show version of the show um and now it finally is coming to fruition and just finished dropping um so what were your overall thoughts of the show um i guess to give a little background before we start talking about it um this is a show where 456 contestants begin and they play different games. And after each game, a certain number of them are eliminated until um, the very end where they receive um, $10,000 for every contestant that's been eliminated, which makes the total at the end $4.56 million, which is the largest cash prize ever given out on a competition reality show in history. Um, so, yeah, Molly, what were your overall thoughts on it?
1: Yeah, so I actually never watched the original Squid Games. Um, I remember the hype around it. And then I don't know why I just never <laughs> actually started it. But, like I heard about it, obviously, like, I knew kind of what it was. But then so when I started watching the reality show of this, it was interesting to see like the first episode almost felt a little scripted in the way that like things were happening that like when they got... Um, like the paint on them like they would fall to the ground I was like did they die Mm -hmm. like I was like what (laughs) is this reality TV like these people are really playing like acting into this Um, which I think that was just like I guess this kind of part of what the show is already but like Mm -hmm. I didn't know that at first I was like wait why are they on the ground (laughs) like are they actually hurt Um, but overall like I think like just because it starts with such a large amount of people it's kind of hard to understand like it just has to do with a lot of chance and all of it like just in general like didn't always seem to be the most fair way for people to get out always and like you couldn't really get attached to certain people based on that because then you're like oh like this person just could be like called up and like go you know like it's like what what's going on here um but it was interesting to see just like I mean when there was strategy involved like how people were able to execute with that because I think the strategy aspect of this game was really interesting and different than we've seen in previous games um or different game shows that are like currently going on but it just it felt like it was cool to see also the production of this show just like how cool the sets were and like all of the like I don't know. like they're in like just in one area, but like whatever they did, like <laughs> looks so cool. Um, but, yeah, it's just it's really interesting. And like the people on the show, I feel like also because they're in like these closed quarters, like get really emotional more so, I feel like than maybe in other shows just because, like they're very like in that setting and like just like heightened of emotions. And also, I think, having that big of a prize money I think is a big part of why people are so emotional it's like this really could change their lives um but at times I was like all right do you really like you're like bawling right now like I don't know if you really need to be crying that much um but yeah that's a big word vomit of what my thoughts are overall at the show but we can dive into more of the specifics of it but that's just the overall like what I thought
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, I think with a show like this with so many people, it is really difficult. Like, I I can't imagine having to try to, like, edit this show. Because it's like, on one hand, you don't want to make it too obvious by only focusing on the people who are going to make it really far. So you want to, like, get people to kind of grow connected to people who might not make it very far so that then you have Mm -hmm. that emotional, like, oh, my God, I can't believe so-and-so was eliminated. But then, on the other hand, then, you don't want them to get to the end with, you know, three people, and it's like, wait, who who are these people? Like you know, you, you kind of have to strike that very delicate balance. but and I don't know that they always did an amazing job of that, but I also don't necessarily know how they could have done a better job. I think it's just it's hard with the with so many people for so long. Like, you know we're so used to just starting with like 20 people most <laughs> or even on the show like the challenge starts with sometimes like you know 32 34 people a lot of those are people who have been on season after season who we already know with all of these people it's 456 people who we don't know at all yeah um so that was, I know, I'm sure very difficult for them. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think the strategy was definitely the most interesting part of it, which is something that they've added. That was not in the original Squid Games. There was no strategy aspect to it. It was all just the game. So they added that part in, which I'm glad they did, because it made it a lot more interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, the sets were incredible. They looked just like the original, which was crazy. Um they had a video before the season started where I believe the, um, I'm not sure if he was the director or the production designer or something for the original show. They gave him a tour of the set and he was like, oh my God, this looks incredible. Like you could tell he was really, really impressed by it. So that says something. Um. So that was really cool. And yeah, I mean, overall, I think I enjoyed it. I think it, i hope for season two they can maybe make some little tweaks to um i don't know i think that there were certain parts we'll get into it but like to really to end it with rock paper scissors i mean (laughs) that was really underwhelming (laughs) um but we'll we'll get into that um But I think just certain things like that, I don't love the random eliminations kind of. I I really like, I would like a little bit, even more strategy to be involved, I think, in more parts of it. And I think that that could really improve it. But um, overall, I thought it was good. I mean, for it being such a big task to take on, um, I think they did a pretty good job of it overall for season one. Um, But a controversy that when the show was first announced, that um, was reignited now as the show first started coming out, was really should the show exist in the first place. Because the concept of the original scripted show was, um, there was a lot of, the, really the whole show, the commentary on the show was about capitalism. Because you got these 456 people, again, on the original show, that were all really in need financially. Uh, you know, they were um, really in desperate need of this money. And that was why on the original show, there was so much drama and so, you know, some people really, really, you know, going for it and um, willing to, you know, take on this, possibly most more than likely dying, but for the small possibility of winning this money. Um, Do you think, I'm not sure how much you saw of this controversy online when the show came out. Um, What was your take on it? Do you think that it should or shouldn't have really been made in the first place?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I was actually talking about this last night with my friend Shauna, so shout out Shauna. Um, But I feel like they didn't really bring that side of it up so much in the reality show of it. So maybe that's like, maybe I guess in a little bit better way I don't know if it's better or worse but like it was like at least they didn't like the the money aspect obviously it was important for people but it wasn't shown a ton in that way that like that was the only reason why necessarily like we were seeing like people's stories and like more of the emotional draw not just like the money aspect to it um but the capitalism obviously like is like in general like with the shows like the way that is set up like in a way like i can see why there's that controversy um and i don't know i i don't know if i would have like canceled the show based on this but overall like i feel like it isn't like like there's obviously shows that talk about or like that's like it's gonna happen and like in our world like we live in a capitalist society like it's gonna it's gonna be around us like I don't think there's a way it's like always avoid that um but that's just general thoughts on that
0: yeah I agree I don't I I don't mind the fact that they made this I, I think that even the creator of the original show I think was all for creating this version of it so I think that kind of says all you, like if they're okay with it, I think kind of everyone else should be too. <laughs> um, and I think I saw this, you know, post uh, online somewhere where, where someone, or maybe it was the creator of um, uh, the producer on the show. I think it was him who um was doing an interview and they asked about that. And they said, he said, um, Oh, like, you know, the, there's all these like disney movies that get made into amusement park rides that you know you could say like oh well that shouldn't be you know made light of the, all the themes in this movie that are so uh you know against well, I I don't know I can't I don't want to misquote him but, <laughs> um you know i i think that this happens a lot where things that have one meaning in one form, then get made into a different type of show or a different form that, you know, may go against some of the themes of what it was originally. But I, I think that it it's fine. I, I don't have a problem with it. And, um, you know, I, I think people sometimes look for reasons to be outraged and this gave them plenty to outrage. Over. <laughs> yeah. Um, going into uh, back into the show itself, what were um did you have any favorite or least favorite contestants? Um, we can just rank all four fifty six if you think. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be hard to do. I don't really know any of their names. Um, but <laughs> I was looking back. So I know, like in the show, it's also interesting because like a lot of the like you guys hear their numbers and you're always knowing their names um so i had to like look back at like their names so sometimes i knew their numbers better than their their names um but uh the top people that i can think of like off the top of my head who i really liked watching were the mother and son duo so leanne and trey who i feel like they they had a lot of time in like the itms like all the like they had like personal time so i feel like they kind of the show wanted us to like them which like obviously like they were nice people so we wanted to like them as well um and then also the doc i loved him rick um Mm -hmm. doctor i don't know his last name but rick I don't
0: know. We hardly know their first names.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, I thought he was really sweet, and I was really sad seeing him go. And also, I think his name was Stephen. Was the other guy's name, or the one he like accident? Like he thought he was like accidentally getting out.
0: Oh yes, 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 yes. Is it Stephen? um or... no I don't know off the top of my head but I knew okay referring
1: well to. the guy who was associated to doc that's
0: yeah. <laughs> <Yeah,
1: laughs> yeah. like that I forget his name um because he got out I feel like they got out too early like I wanted to see them longer mm-hmm. uh, but yeah they're just okay I'm gonna try to see if there's anyone else but oh. those are the people that I liked just from the start just seeing them like I feel like they're they were just nice people.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I think Leanne and Trey were great. Um, I was really happy that they made it as far as they did together because um, that was really fun to watch their bond and um, and their connection um, and their excitement when one of them would come back. And, uh, you know, that was, that was really fun to watch. I was rooting for Figgy, who didn't get a lot of screen time, but because she was on Survivor, um uh she was on millennials versus gen x i was rooting for her um and sad she didn't make it further uh than she did but um yeah i think gosh i'm trying to think of um i think in terms of least favorite i think brighton um, was an early season villain. Um, he was one of those like the jocks uh, who was really overconfident.
1: Um, I forgot his name, probably... but I knew I knew there was someone that I didn't like. And I was like, "What was his name?" But yeah, I didn't like him. Spoiler
0: alert: We're gonna see him on Perfect Match next. Oh, really? Okay, well... <laughs> uh, he's the only one from this cast who's uh, who's on there, I believe. But um, or at least the only one who's been spoiled to be on the cast. Uh, there may be more there we didn't know of but um he'll be on there (laughs) yeah (laughs) i feel like he's perfect for that type of show he i feel like he was someone who applied for a netflix dating show and didn't get on there so they put him on this instead
1: (laughs) that sounds like
0: (laughs) yeah that seems to fit um and yeah that those are kind of the ones that um that I can think of also I'm
1: forgetting his name and now I like I'm trying to find the picture of him but the guy who was wearing like the crochet outfit in his like
0: oh yes um hold on I have the pictures pulled up here um I think he
1: I didn't like I'll give some background into my thoughts on him while you find his name
0: yeah (laughs)
1: But I felt like in the beginning, like when he was just like eating people's food and then like he was kind mm-hmm. of rubbed me the wrong way in the beginning. He's like, I don't care what anyone else would say about this. Like I'm doing me. And then he also then wanted to vote at Leanne. So I'm like, no, like <laughs> I don't like you because I like Leanne. Um, but I mean, then he left before she did. So
0: um <laughs> <laughs> yeah know. i'm uh, okay offhand here i'm having trouble finding him.
1: What is yeah. his name? i feel like the crochet outfit is enough of a giveaway you'll you'll, you'll know what we're talking yeah
0: about. yeah I, I it's so hard to find um on here um i don't even anybody's... remember his number oh you know who i liked it was dash um, oh, Dash yeah, I, was a big. Uh, oh, Lorenzo was his name.
1: Oh, yes, that okay. he
0: does. He's Lorenzo. Yes, that. Lorenzo was the crochet outfit. Um, yeah, I, I like Dash. Dash is a huge Survivor fan. Um, he's big in the like, uh, you know, Survivor online community. Um, so always rooting for I feel, a fellow big reality tv fan um like him but uh and he made it pretty far yeah um but uh not not quite far enough um did yeah. you have any favorite or least favorite games that they played during the season
1: yeah um i feel like least favorite is easier to think of than like favorite (laughs) um but for the least favorite ones I just think like in general like like the cookie one just kind of annoyed me like watching that like how they like couldn't decide I'm like oh my gosh like now they're all going home um but whenever there was like sort of like that kind of decision making and then like one person didn't want to do it that just kind of annoyed me because it's like that one person just sacrificed everyone else um Mm -hmm. and like that happened in a lot of the games i feel like not every game but like it happened in a decent bit of them it first happened in that game so that's why i'm like mentioning that one first um but in in general like also because it was hard, like they had such a limited amount of time to actually complete those challenges. And like, it is not totally fair between like what the shapes were for everyone, like, and not everyone could choose like how they were getting in the line. Like, I just like didn't feel like that was like a great competition in my, I mean, obviously they were trying to get a lot of people out which is why they did that pretty early on. But I feel like in general, like it's not like it wasn't totally fair for everyone um in that realm but i know that was in the regular squid games right like that was in the it was
0: yeah that was the exact same shapes um yeah in the original so i guess like i mean nobody wanted the umbrella because they watched the show and knew that everyone who had umbrella basically got out
1: yeah Uh, so like for those people like i felt bad for them because i'm like they didn't have
0: a choice here it was so crazy to me how like twice i think it happened where they literally just could not agree to to do it. And so they just all like I was like, so the for the possibility that more than likely you're gonna get out with the umbrella, you're willing to just get out anyways, like without even yeah. trying, like that just felt like so crazy to me that okay, there's like one second left. Just just hut, touch the door, like just do it. I'm so like sorry everybody, but like at least then you're not just getting eliminated for no like without even trying i don't know that just I, they just i guess thought that somebody else was gonna give in first yeah uh, i don't know
1: what was your least favorite
0: i think my least favorite was probably uh, i mean i won't say it was my least favorite but the hardest to watch i think was marbles yeah uh, that was that was just so oh, that was hard to watch um i think Probably my least favorite was actually the one right before the very end where they had the buttons, the button test. Oh. Just because sure. it was like, they there was no, it was totally random. Like yeah. there was no strategy involved. And that bothers me when there's literally just no, like you're of a one third, one three chance. And there's nothing that you can do to increase those odds or know which one it's going to be. Like, that I, yeah especially when you are gotten that close to the end i'd hate to go home just based on a game like a chance but because yeah
1: and then back. well the one right before that one like the what was that one called when they were in the, the circle? circle of trust the circle of trust yeah for that game i actually did enjoy that one i
0: did enjoy that one too i
1: feel like that one probably would be my favorite of all the games um because that one like At least there was strategy involved in Mm -hmm. that, like who you were choosing of like who you thought, because you actually like, it was cool to see like people were getting it right or like people got wrong and they would go. But in general, like that game like made sense, especially in that setting and like how many people were left. That one, I feel like did make sense for that time, like of what, when it happened. And also like in the game itself, it Mm -hmm. wasn't just chance um so that one I would say would probably be my favorite one but
0: yeah I know I totally agree I think that's a great example of one that yes to some extent like you yeah it's a little bit random I guess like you know but there is that element of looking at everybody's face and seeing who looks guilty and like who you think strategically would maybe want to get you out um or you know or if you're choosing, do you choose your close ally thinking, oh, there's no way they'll ever pick me. Like, you know, there is that strategy involved. So I think that's a perfect example of one where I think if they just added to that last one, that when there were three left, um, add some element of strategy to it. Like, I don't even know what they would do, but they, I feel like they could find a way to do a similar thing like that, but add some sort of, like... Uh, some sort of strategy or some sort of way to figure out which button is which maybe there's like some sort of clues hidden around the room that they could look at i i don't know just something to that effect where like there's something that they can do if they look closely enough or try hard enough to know which button is which yeah and I
1: was also I was talking about this last night as well that there's other controversy that like some of these could have been rigged in ways that like you might not know but like I know that's like articles are going to just talk about that um but I mean we don't see everything obviously but like I don't think there were any like rigs going on in terms of like what the producers were doing on the behind the scenes or like I think they had a preset of, like, if there was, like, the button. Like, I don't think they were going to, like, change or, like, with the passing over, like, the bridge. Like, obviously, like, that could change. Also, like, they didn't have to, like, have the ones set as they are doing it. They could have changed it as it's happening. But, like, I don't think that happened. Like, I think that just
0: was how it was
1: organized already. But people were confused if, like, maybe they could have been rigged. Mm -hmm
0: yeah these shows have such stringent policies they have to follow in order to not make them rigged because i believe these are considered game shows uh like legally i guess um and so there there are very specific rules that they have to follow um in order to you know keep them fair and what they can do and big brother has famously used to do this i think much more even than they do now but like suddenly you know somebody they want to keep in specifically suddenly you'll see a challenge that appeals to their strength so the results of that challenge are not rigged but they chose that specific one at that specific time because they think that a certain person is going to do well or a certain person isn't going to do well so that's the type of thing that a show like this might do i don't think squid games did that because these sets are so elaborate that there's no way that they could just quickly put this together at a specific time that they weren't planning to so that i don't believe they did with this (laughs) at all um but it's so like big brother that you know the, the sets are um now they're much more elaborate than they used to be but back in the day they really weren't very elaborate so they could very quickly do things like that um but yeah i i don't believe i think that's Honestly, just bitter contestants who didn't make it very far that yeah. you know, want to accuse things like that. Um but kind of we you know we've talked a little bit about this, but the um winner once we got to the final two, um, which were my and Phil, uh, there was a final challenge, final game that was um, Rock, Paper, Scissors that every time uh, someone won a round of rock, paper, scissors, they got a key that they got to unlock the safe, and if the key did not work, they would play another round and choose another key. And then finally, whoever found the key uh, first that actually unlocked the safe won $4.56 million. So what did you think of this as an ending final game?
1: I didn't like that ending. I feel like... I don't know. Also, it was interesting that Maya was like, "Oh, I I'm great at this game." So I also <laughs> was like, okay, like so how much do you...
0: strategy involved in rocket. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean, she did well. She did beat Phil a lot. Um, but I also think a lot of it's just luck. Um, and so with that kind of game at the end, like it just didn't it didn't feel like that much of like a game necessarily. It was like they're just like playing rock paper scissors, and then this is how they win. Like that's kind of crazy. Um, so I wish there was a little bit more involved into the final, because um, it just it just feels like very simple tasks of like what this competition was that like has such big implications.
0: I totally agree. I think especially the fact that the last two challenges were just basically totally random. And I feel like after going through everything they've gone through, beating out 454 other people to make it to the final three, then you get two random challenges in a row that are just everything you've worked for, everything you've done is just completely up to chance at that point. I mean, it's like on Survivor, if every tribal council at the end just went to rocks, like, I mean, it's like, they do everything they can to avoid that because nobody wants to go home based on chance. And yeah, I just think there's so many other things they could have done. And this would have been a great game, I think, to do that type of share or split thing that a lot of shows um, do at the end uh, that we just saw with, like, Love Island Games. Um, We saw it on Bachelor Pad. We've seen it on The Challenge a couple times you know, where maybe they have, you know, they each kind of have a booth at the side and they decide keep or split or, uh, you know, whatever, however want to do that. But I think with that amount of money, that could have been really interesting. And I would be very curious to know whether uh, they would have what they would have each chosen, because I don't think it's necessarily uh clear that they both would have said split it if they had that opportunity with two mil that's two million dollars that you're just giving up to someone else like that's a lot it's not you know fifty thousand dollars either way like you know this that's life-changing so i think something like that could have at least added a bit of intrigue to it I, but i don't know i think there's so many other possibilities and i just i didn't like the one you chose
1: yeah, I agree. They need to do better next time. <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely. Um, but would you say overall that you thought Mai was a deserving winner?
1: Yeah, I do. I think that she did play a good game. Like, especially seeing that like circle of trust game. Like, I feel like she was smart in like her decisions there. Um, and just. That atmosphere. I feel like she was definitely strategic, and like maybe some ways, maybe a little bit too much. In some, like maybe she shouldn't have shared so much of like when she was trying to get Ashley out, or like that kind of stuff. Like maybe she could have had like not like outwardly expressed that as much, because I feel like when that happens, like anyone who says like a name, they're always like Mm -hmm. get that person out. Um, so I was a little bit scared for her, honestly. Like I thought she was gonna get out um but overall like I do think she's deserving and I think that she'll do like she'll use the money well and like not like she has a big family and like all, all that stuff I feel like she's deserving of it um so I'm I'm not like oh I loved her like I wanted her to win but I'm also not like oh like I think she's the best or like or like she's the worst or you know like it's like there's not like they're like in the middle of it
0: mm-hmm no i totally agree with the ashley thing i really did think that my was was gonna go home shortly after that yeah but i think the fact that they talked about it i guess that was good that they had that conversation and just didn't let the resentment build towards each other they just kind of like you know put it all out there right afterwards and you know put it to rest mm-hmm. um but yeah you know i think she was a deserving winner i would say i think Really, anyone who can make it that far on this show is probably a very deserving winner um so that this was not an easy show to get to the end so um you know i i, I think she absolutely deserved it um by the way i think i said share or split that's the same thing it's keep or share or keep <laughs> or split but i think i like
1: an... i interpreted it that way so okay. I okay i'm, but,
0: I'm yeah. glad as you were talking i thought did, what did i say i was <laughs> <So laughs> thinking okay. about
1: it in terms of like f boy island how they like they share it or they they keep it oh yeah, yeah like yeah. if they're
0: like a fuck boy or not <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah but, um Okay. Anyways, <laughs> just wanted to put that out there. Very um, <laughs> good. And, and is there anything? And, and well, let's just say besides the the ending, besides the rock paper scissors, is there any? Are there any other changes that you think the show should make um for a potential season two?
1: Um, I don't know if they should start with as many people as they started with to like get down to as few people as I mean, end of with one but I feel like in the beginning, like it just felt like scrambles almost like, I'm like, I don't know what's happening here. Mm -hmm. And like, this didn't really like give me much entertainment in the beginning. I feel like it got better once it got smaller. Um, and so I think maybe they could start with like a smaller cast and then be able to then hone in a little bit better on those challenges and not make them so up to chance. Um, and just in general like make there to be more strategy involved um in the show overall and so that like it's not just like oh I'm drawing a rock and that's why I'm gonna gonna die or not you know it's like it's like so can be so random at times and I didn't really like that aspect of it because and also like it's also so abrupt when people leave too it feels like which obviously like that is part of the show but it doesn't feel great when that's the way it's like happening for like everyone it's like all right bye like <laughs> that's it um so i feel like those are my main critiques
0: yeah I I don't know that that's something that they're ever going to change the 456 people thing just because that's what it was in the original scripted show Um, I think unless they decide to veer more towards away from that in future seasons because they could they could just kind of change some of the games in season two and maybe they'll get rid of some of the ones that are you know from the classic ones from the original show maybe they'll decide to make their own make it their own a little bit more um and if they decide to do that then yeah maybe at some point they'll change the number of original contestants um which you know if they decide to do that yeah i i would also prefer that they make it smaller but you know i i don't know how to change that necessarily if they're gonna stay with 456 i don't know how to better make it so that we feel like we get to know them early on i I think that tonally the show at times felt a little bit kind of like a little bleak a little like sad and serious um which of course again they're competing for this amount of money like they're all probably going to be very nervous and serious um but i i'd like to maybe see a little bit more of them having fun and maybe what life is like in the you know when they're all sleeping in one room together like um you know I think seeing a little bit more of that might be good a little bit more of their personalities and um their relationships between them and like you said just making it a little less random a little bit less um or a little bit more strategic and seeing them you know, alliances and them interacting. You know, we saw a bit of that this season, but I think just giving them more opportunities to vote each other out and, you know, pick certain people to be safe or to be vulnerable or to go home, like, you know, more opportunities like that, I think, would be good because that way it gives everyone an opportunity to, you know, ha- control their own fate. And, you know, like... Okay, I was voted out because I either made myself too big of a threat or I didn't make enough relationships with people. You know, it's not just either random or, you know, uh, uh, based on challenges is fine too, I guess, but I'd rather it be either eliminated from a challenge or eliminate a challenge that's not random (laughs) or because of strategy and not just completely random like we saw sometimes this season. So yep. that would be my big thing. But it is officially coming back for a season two. So I think we will um, you know, it hopefully won't be too long before we find out what if any changes they make.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely feel like because there are so many people, we didn't get to see personal stories for as many people as like I would have hoped. But or like just the connections of like people talking to each other in the big room that they're staying in which also was crazy like how high those bunk beds were
0: oh my god it was so crazy in the final three when there were only three beds in there and i was like oh my god this room looks gigantic now
1: yeah no i was like i feel like the people who are at the top like might be scared um like i i think i would be and i'm not really that afraid of heights but like i think i'd be scared of falling yeah (laughs) um like they didn't even show people out at the very tops because like no one was up there um but remember they did I just didn't pay attention to that part but I think seeing more of those connections would definitely help because then like sometimes they would talk about someone and I was like who are you talking about right um, <laughs> like I didn't know who they
0: were Sometimes they'll say their number sometimes they'll say their name and it's hard to associate one with the other
1: yeah, they need to, like, hone in, I guess, better on those certain people they want to hone in on. Um, Which, like, they did do a decent, like, they did okay. Like, we, we got to know some of the people, but not nearly all of them. We, like, we didn't really know Sam until the end or even, like, Phil to the end. Like, I feel like right. they made it to the final three, but, like, I didn't really know their stories till like, the last two episodes.
0: Right. No, we got a lot of, we were still getting a lot of, like, the because you know they showed their interviews i guess from prior to this uh before the season started filming and a lot of them we were getting in like the second to last episode we're getting people who are still in it their backstories for the first time and i'm like oh my god i can't believe we're still like getting to know just basic information about these people so late in the game like i just compare it to something like big brother where i'm like I feel like I know everybody's first last name, social security number by episode two. And like, <laughs> it's just so, so crazy. It was before. very,
1: you felt kind of dissociated from it. Um, but I mean, it was overall like entertaining to watch it, I would say. And like, it was interesting seeing all the different competition, the challenges that they were doing and like seeing who could come out alive <laughs> and then yeah. who would go home um but overall like i feel like it was a good show like I, i'm definitely going to watch the next season um i wouldn't say it's like my favorite reality tv show but it wasn't bad
0: so so yeah.
1: I, it was overall
0: i'm glad i watched it you know what i think they maybe they should do and um it's funny because we were just talking about that the traders is doing this for season 2 and i believe it's the same production company but i think they should have an after show i think that would be really good to have like i don't know three or four eliminated players from that episode um you know just interview them about you know really like more peeling back behind the scenes of what was going on in that episode who they were close to in the bunker like or i don't know why i'm calling it a bunker like it was uh, the challenge 35 they called it that and this reminds me of what they were living in (laughs) excuse me but um I think just kind of having more of that background maybe they show some deleted scenes of some fun moments that really weren't super impactful on the strategy or whatever but were just kind of more fun moments that we could get to know these people a little bit better um i think that something like that would be uh would would help to feel like we're getting to know them a little bit more and um maybe not even just have eliminated players maybe have People interview people that are still in it that, um, you know, might uh, be big players down the line um, that we can use that as a way to get to know them as the season progresses a little bit more.
1: Yeah, no, that would be great to have. I feel like they definitely could get that content and send, like on Netflix, they like, they have plenty plenty of space to share what they want to share. Oh yeah,
0: and this was a huge show for Netflix. I believe it's yeah. probably I mean, not probably, with the numbers it's their number one reality show yet that they've had, so I think we'll see things like that. We'll see more kind of uh, more elements to the show I think next season, that now that they know it was a success, they can add, just like they're doing with the traders, you know that they're adding all sorts of things to season two so i think we'll see a little bit of that too here with squid game the challenge so thank you guys so much for listening and we will be back next week in person together um to talk more reality tv so we will chat with y'all then thanks so much for listening